Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, undead bodyguards, an alternative Tibet religion involving three-eyed beings, super-deformed monsters, mysticism, violence, and the Ninge Nozo. Listener discretion is advised. for Master. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm in a very good mood and I'm pretty psyched and I'm, you know, <sighs> it's been a long fucking week. A lot of stuff's been going on, but I'm relaxed and I got a couple days off so I can relax and just chill out, you know, do some stuff like that and get through with my manga reviews and especially with this series, which was gigantic. I didn't even get to finish it, but I am going to finish it, which is kind of cool. Because, well, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. First off, welcome. For those of you returning, how are you doing? And for those of you here for the first time, Spikens decided that reviews and gives you information about manga. What happens is every episode, I'll tell you a little bit about a manga, what it's about, who wrote it, what the art style is like, what the characters are like, and if it's even worth reading. That way, you don't go to the bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool, and you pick it up and it sucks. I inform you to make the decision if you want to read it or not. You don't have to agree with anything I say, but I'm a little entertaining, and I've heard I give you some information that you've never heard before, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, that's what I do every episode, you know? It's kind of fun, and apparently I've been doing really good at this, because 82 episodes, I've been around here a pretty long time. I mean, 82 episodes is a long fucking time. But that's neither here nor there, you know? And then for those of you who are wondering, my name is Zahn. Zan is X-A-N, not S-A-N. And for those of you who are wondering, why is he saying all this crap now? Like I said, it's been a long, long day. And I've been just kind of chilled down. I just power read through over 150 chapters of, well, a very cool series. And there's a lot of books here. And it's pretty, well, kind of awesome. Anyway, getting ahead of myself a little bit. So, what is new in the land of the Spark and Manga Review? Well, Belchan's doing pretty good. She will be coming... For an upcoming episode, she's going to be reviewing some cool stuff, which is going to be nice. Also, I'm going to have some other friends of mine doing some supplemental stuff with me. Um, thinking about making a secondary podcast on this feed, one which is a different type of can review, so as opposed to mangas doing something else. I know I might be selling out because I said I would only do mangas because there's so many shows which only do, you know, anime, and I was going to do it, but after some time, I thought maybe it'd be more interesting if I get some more people listening, if I have some other reviews also, you know? But don't worry, I'm going to keep... Right now, it's just going to be primarily manga reviews, and then if I do branch off, I'll let you guys know beforehand and give you some information about it, you know? So it'll be kind of cool and a little bit fun. So, if you want to check us out, the website is spirekin.podbean.com. You can check out the forums at spirekin.rapidboards.com. 
I'm also on Twitter under Spirekin. You can send me any tweets or messages, and I will answer back nine times out of ten. Also, you can email me, spirekin at gmail.com. I'm also on Xbox Live under Zan space Spirekin. If you're playing any games that are multiplayer, nine times out of ten, if I have it, I will jam with you. Just send me a friend request. Also, there is a group on Facebook, Spirekin Mong Review Fan Group. Join it. Become a fan. Hopefully, you know, I'll get a lot of people who listen, and there's a lot of updates on there. And if you want to send me a voicemail, which I will play on the air, you can email me at, well, actually, you can call me at 206-426-6665. That, again, is 206-426-MONK. I know, I sound a little frazzled, but no worries, you know? I've been very relaxed and haven't been really editing as much. It's just become more chilled out, because I know that's more normal and natural to have pauses and gaps, and I felt it's a little bit easier and better to do it like that. Don't worry. Not going to be all downhill. Uh, so, what else? Um, besides that, I've been reading some of my own personal mangas, been getting into the new Azumanga Dio book. The new updated book's a lot better than the original one, it's more interesting. Also, I picked up uh, the hardbound of Roroni Kenshin, Volume 3, finally, so I can actually get ahead where I'm at, because I kind of gave up after, I think, number 10, so now I can catch up and eventually I'll be able to have the complete set and finish Ruroken. Eventually we will review that manga, but not yet. I want to wait on it, because it is a pretty cool series, and, well, you know, it's one I'm biased towards, so can't really be like, hey, I'm going to just do this one and be biased, because it's, if it's on the wheel, it'll come up if the wheel wants it, if Scully demands it, but he has not. So, I think we should get on with the review, because I babbled on for five minutes, I think. Yeah, so, either way. So, what is the topic of this episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 82. Well, if you remember from the last episode, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated on me that I'd be reviewing a pretty long series, a pretty old series, a very unusual and, dare I say, mystic series. And what series am I talking about? I am talking about Sazen Eyes, or Three by Three Eyes, which was a manga created by Kozo Tadaka, it was published by Kodansha, and in the United States, it's coming out under Dark Horse Comics. Woohoo! I think they actually uh, discontinued it, but I've gotten a couple of them. Also, there are over 40 volumes. It originally came out in 1987 to, to sorry 2002, so it was out for over 13 years, which is pretty cool. Also, there is an OVA series, well, two OVA series. One was the original series, then the other one came out like four years later, like most OVAs, which there's so many gaps. And there's a shitload of soundtracks. And there is rumors they might even make a TV series out of it nowadays, which would be kind of awesome, because I'd love to see how they do this series. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself and babbling, and... well, Oh, yes, I forgot. It originally came out in Young Magazine, the same company that released JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Bartender. So it's kind of cool with that. And, oh, what is 3 by 3 Eyes about? Well, 3 by 3 Eyes is a action-adventure-fantasy-horror series. You could say it's science fiction a little bit, but not really. It is just a very unique series, and it's kind of cool, especially with how the whole series sets up. Because it opens up with the main character, whose name is Yakumo Fuji, or Fuji Yakumo. And he is, well, a guy who's kind of just working, existing in his life. His father abandoned him when he was younger, and so because of that, He's been forced to end up supporting himself because his mom died years ago and his father disappeared to Tibet for the hell of it. He doesn't really understand why. 
and he's on his own. He has his friends who are part of like this motorcycle club and he supports himself by working at a transvestite bar. I know you're like, what? Transvestite bar? Yeah, what happens is that because in Japan you're not allowed to really have a job when you're in school because it's against uh, regulation and you could be expelled for it, what he does is he's working at a transvestite bar because one, the pay is really good. It's like $30 an hour he's making at this place. But more importantly, if a teacher said, hey, he's working at the transvestite bar, the student counselor would be like, well, why are you, why do you know that? Why were you at a transvestite bar? So it's kind of a win-win for him. So what happens is it's his day off, and he's, you know, just walking, and he sees this girl who is disheveled. I mean, she's wearing a raggedy old kind of like a, poncho robe thing she's covered in dirt really ugly and she's got a sign which is please take me to an XY district which is the district of Japan where Yakimo lives he's like what the hell is this lady about and he just kind of ignores her but then something happens where this guy tries to mug the girl and steals her bag and her walking stick a very unusual walking stick with a weird carved top and so Yakumo, being the hero guy he does, tries to save the day, gets his butt kicked, but he gets the bag back. But the stick is taken off and the guy runs away with it. So what happens is that Yakumo takes this young girl, like thinks is young, to his job. And, you know, you see him dressed up in a very fetching outfit. And you meet his boss, who's called Mama, who's a very big burly man in women's clothes. And... He talks to the girl, seeing what's going on, and she's from Tibet, and it discovers that this girl was looking for him. And he's like, what? He's like, what are you looking for me for? Why are you... And she pulls out a skull and says, Professor Fuji. He's like, what? And remember, his last name is Fuji. So it's his father. Well, the skull of his father, and she gives a note that's crimpled a letter to Yakumo after saying, I found you, Yakumo! I can't believe it! Everything's gonna be okay now! And, long story short, the letter says that the girl is named Pai, and she is the surviving member of the Sanjian Unkara race, which is this race of, well, triclopses, because his father studied mythology and mysticism, and he was looking for this race who supposedly had the secret to immortality because they're these mortal beings and they're in Tibet and so like I said she is well immortal and she's been around for quite some time for 300 years is what she could remember because she lost her memory and her dream in life is to become human and Yakumo's father told her that I'm dying I got hurt I'm gonna die but my son Yakumo will help you find what you're looking for and will help you become human again. And so she thinks Yakumo's gonna help her, and Yakumo's a little pissed off at this, even though after Pi cleans up, she's kinda hot. And he also thinks his father's kinda nuts because of the fact that, you know, three-eyed demon, and yet she only has two eyes. You know? Thinks nothing of it. She does have a weird crease on her forehead, but he thinks, ah, oh, it's nothing. Meanwhile, going back to the thief who stole the staff, what happens is he's bored and now pretty much homeless. He's living in the garbage, and he's looking at the staff saying, hey, I wonder how much money I can get to it. And he sees the top, 
and he messes with it, and suddenly the top pops right off. He goes, what? What the hell? Is it hollow? There's something big in there. And a bright light comes out of the top, and suddenly he screams. Turns out that Pi had a demon inside of the staff that was her friend, who's Takuhi, which is this weird bird flying thing. I can't really describe him, but he's causing havoc in the middle of the city, so Pi goes to calm down her friend who's missing, and Yakumo is kind of dragged along using his bike. So what happens is that as they're going to get Takui, Takui sees Pi and the stranger and immediately thinks the stranger is going to hurt Pi, so he goes to attack Yakumo and Pi. So through an inadvertent odd circumstances, what happens is that Yakumo gets injured severely. And as he's injured, I mean really severely, because imagine if a giant bird creature with razor-sharp talons grabbed you and sunk the talons right through your body. You'd be pretty fucked, I think. I mean, I know I wouldn't be able to survive that, and it would hurt really fucking bad. So he's kind of screwed. Or uh, so we think. What happens is, after that, Pi kind of freaks out, and suddenly a light goes from her forehead, and that crease that she had there opens up, and you see her three eyes. And she immediately calms down Takui and then looks at Yakumo and says, You can't die yet! And suddenly this weird glob comes out of Yakumo. It's a weird thing, and then it's absorbed into the third eye of Pi, and Pi passes out. So the next day, Pi is, you know, everything's okay. Yakumo's like, I'm fine. I guess it was probably just a dream or something, and everything's okay. Sees Pi, and he's like, oh, well, I guess everything's alright. And as they're walking, Yakumo ends up walking into the street, and he gets hit by a bus. I know. A little fucked up. And he gets hit by a bus, smushed, there's blood everywhere, and I'm fine. He's like, what, you stupid bastard, you just slowed down where you're going, not realizing that his leg is missing. And so, from then on, they end up going to China to meet, or Hong Kong to meet this company called the Yoko Yongan Kisha, who is this kind of mythological survey study magazine, which they study all these demons and monsters, and they can help find the way to turn Pi back into a human, or her into a human. And so they go to China to find this thing out. And this is when things get really fucking crazy, because inadvertently you've discovered the truth of the matter, which is that Pi absorbed Yakumo's soul. That's what that glob thing was. And what happened is that, since he abs she absorbed it, he has become her Wu. Now, you're probably like, what the hell's a Wu? Well, her Wu is essentially her bodyguard. What happens is that Seanji Unkara, they have this, they have a shitload of power. They can blow walls, they can make creatures appear and do all this stuff. But the problem is that they become very fatigued after using their abilities and they become stressed out and they kind of, you know, they kind of need time to rest. They are not protected when they're using their magic. So what happens is they have an immortal servant, the Wu, who is their bodyguard, their friend, their, you know, confidant, and who does whatever they want them to do. And as long as they are alive, the Wu is alive and the Wu can't be killed by anything. So inadvertently, Yakumo is now her Wu, basically a servant waiter, friend, and, well, it's kind of not bad, because he's kind of hooked up with this little hot girl, even though she's technically a monster, and, well, now so is he, and they're trying to turn her back into human. 
And, oh, I forgot to mention that whenever her eye is open, she has a completely different personality, because usually Pi is bubbly, nice, and sweet. However, when she's in her Sainjian mode, which is the Triclops mode, she's all evil and angry and hateful and will kill anything that tries to bother her. It's pretty cool. And so from there, they end up beating a girl named Ling Ling in China, who is a stereotypical Chinese person because she's greedy, loves money, and she knows Kung Fu. And then there's two other characters, one character whose name is Mei Jing Long, who is a martial artist also. And then there's Mei Jing's, well, her brother, whose name is Steve Long. Right. That fits. So, ends up turning into a huge hunt for this thing called the Ningen no Zo. Now, the Ningen no Zo is this statue, the Statue of Humanity, and what happens is, supposedly, if... Uh, Sainj Unja gets a hold of it and does some weird ceremony, they could turn back to normal, and that's what this series essentially encompasses. Now, the first story arc, like I said, is them coming together and you getting introduced to a couple characters. And the second part, the second story arc, which I got through, which was, I think, volume four and five, is about Pi losing her memory four years late. It's And she disappears for four years. Yakumo finds her, and he's now badass, because when he first starts off, it's kind of pitiful because he is literally just a kid who's now mortal and a, his body takes a tremendous amount of damage. I mean his head gets cut off, his body gets bisected, his arms get chopped off, yet he can still move them which is kind of cool because at one point where this monster beheads him, it's like, you can't win now. Meanwhile the head is actually moving around, the, the, not the head, the body moves around, cuts the guy's head off and then goes looking for the body. Kind of cool. He is literally indestructible. If he loses limbs, they grow back, but he takes a lot of punishment in this series, and it's pretty brutal, and it's drawn in grotesque detailedness. It's so detailed that you get sick to your stomach with how gross they cut these people apart. And you're introduced to also the main, well, enemy of the series, which is this, another Wu, who's the Wu of Kaiyang Wang, who is the evil, like, demon king who everyone's trying to resurrect and bring back to life, and he's a, just this really big monster, and just pretty strong and basically is the overlord for everybody and he's trying to resurrect his lord and destroy Pi aka her other form which is Parvati. Yes Parvati the goddess of thing and Kaiyang Wang is also known as Shiva. There's a, a lot of Hindu mythology in this which is kind of cool. Makes you want to be more interested in the stuff that's going on as well as a couple of other interesting topics in this manga. There's some pretty cool other characters, like this one character named Ron Popo, who is this little diminutive girl, but then she has the ability to turn into this eight-foot-tall, big-boobied girl with six arms and red eyes, and just kind of kick-ass. She's bad, then she turns good, and then there's a couple of other weird characters in the mix. There's one guy whose name is Jack McDonald, who is a uh, treasure hunter who wants to learn how to become a mortal. There's also this random frog demon who wants to eat the Sayunja in order to become immortal. He's just kind of stupid. And he tries being very conspicuous. You know, he tries just blending in while wearing just a fedora and a trench coat in broad daylight. It don't work so well. There's also demons that are made of puppets and just other strange shit, which is just completely random. For an 80s manga, it is pretty fucking cool. And I think it holds up pretty well. I will say, it, I think it holds up pretty well. I mean, yes, it bounces ahead in time. You see, it starts off in 1987, then it goes to 1992, and then it goes further on through the time periods, and it it goes pretty well. 
the art style is a little dated, I will say that, and a lot of stuff, if you're some of the newer generation, you'll be like, how come he doesn't have a cell phone, or this? This is before that, so a lot of the stuff is a little bit harder, but it's still a cool story, because a lot of stuff is unique, and it's cool to see Yakumo, as he starts off, like I said, he was just literally getting his ass kicked, like, he'd just, he was a meat shield, like the meat shield from Princess, uh, Princess Blood, just like, hurrah! blood everywhere, but later on, like when the second story arc starts off after Pi loses her memory and he's, she's been gone for four years, he is kick-ass. Like, he's able to summon demons and he has a shitload of weapons on him, and he knows magic and he knows how to heal himself, and he knows how to control other things, so he's pretty kick-ass at that point. Now, the OVA only covers these first two story arcs, but it gets a lot better once the next story arc starts, which is about, well, you find out more about some of the intrinsic nature of the world and how interesting stuff connects, like how certain aspects of the first story arc where there's this reference to this weird thing called a Kongya, how there's, how that's a doorway that's all over the world, and, well, I'm not gonna spoil it. Suffice to say, if you want a really good fantasy series that is pretty good, that's really fun, I think you'll like this series. There is nudity in it, of course, and there is violence, a lot of violence, and there's a lot of blood and cursing. But it's really fun, and it is a Senin, too, so it's for adults. But I'd say it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, I would have to give this a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It is really good. The only reason why it is not the top level is because of the fact that, one, you can't get the manga anymore. I'm pretty sure it was discontinued in 2005 because the last volume I was able to get a hold of was Volume 9. And the second reason why is that it is long. I mean, 40 volumes, it's a pretty long series, and it does seem time-consuming at times. It, doesn't, it flows good, don't get me wrong, but it's sometimes at a slow pace, sometimes at a fast pace. Like, at one point, I was going through the chapters, about a chapter every, maybe five minutes. I'd be done with it, unless I really looked at the pictures and wanted to see stuff. But I was, I was cruising right through it. Other chapters, it'd be so just taking time to just read each part. So it did take a while. The art is great. The story is, well, phenomenal. And the, the translation was really nice. If you can get a hold of it, if you go to a bookstore, you can probably order the older editions. Or if you check on Amazon or you can check out uh, Kinokuya's website, they probably have it. On a little side note, this was the first Japanese manga I ever picked up in raw format. What happened was when I first went to Kinokuya, I was... That was back in the day, around 2001, I think. So nine years ago, holy shit. Go to Kinokuya to pick up some stuff, and I see 3 by 3 eyes the manga. And it's in Japanese, it's volume 2. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I said, what the hell, pick it up, because I love the OVA. It was like the third DVD I bought. So I picked it up, and even though I couldn't read it, I loved looking at the pictures, and the pictures are really good. I mean, some, especially that story arc, it was just so bloody, like seeing the... Well, we won't get into that. So yeah, like I said, borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. I would recommend this. I mean, I know it's scanlated at some place. I think that you could probably find it on some website. You check it out. Check out the links on the website, uh, spikerandpodbean.com. You might find it on one of those sites, or you can just, like I said, order it. It is worth a good. It is worth a nice read, and I think it's worth money to purchase. It really is, because this is the type of manga is the manga that you like if you like adventures and you like horror at the same time. 
has a little bit of romance kicked in also, and it's got some nice little twists and turns here, especially with the reanimated corpse at one point. But again, neither here nor there. I know that's my catchphrase as of late. So, believe that is it for this review. Yeah, I think I'm done. Pretty good. I think I geeked out about that just enough. Yeah. So, as usual, like I said, you can email me, spirekind at gmail.com. Call me at 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK. You can email me. You can write me. You can even send me a tweet at Twitter under Spirekind. Or send me a Xbox Live message under Zance based Spirekind. So, without further ado, let's get into the next part, the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I speaking about? I'm talking about the one, the only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it and covered in skulls. And what I've done is I've assigned to each of the spaces a manga title. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on. That's what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga. Let's see what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 83. <laughs> number four! And now, what is number four? As I'm looking at this, number four is going to be... Oh, dear God. A very intriguing series. A very spooky series. A very horrific series. A series that will scare you to the depths of hell. And what is this I speak of? I speak of the one, the only, Cheese Sweet Home. So, for the next episode, episode 83, I'm reviewing Cheese Sweet Home. Yay! So, guess that's it for this episode of Spike and Manga Review. Hope the music was kind of groovy and cool. That's it. And as usual, this is your Hosan, and hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed, and as usual, I am Gonsville. Have a good day. <laughs>